Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM. Now, each week, every Thursday, 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have a show that discusses business with our guests. Now, sometimes we'll have a founder. Sometimes we'll have somebody to teach something about business. But everyone always is asking us why, why, not E, but why is Ask Brian spelled with an E? And so we have somebody that will, as an expert in that in that field, that we're going to be asking. However, however, sadly to say, this is his last show. He's actually moving to where? Thank you, Peter, for that introduction. Yes, I will be moving to... And his name to... is Matt, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, I am Matt, and yes, I'll be uh, heading out to the Great Plains of Nebraska here shortly. Is that like New York City or Los Angeles? Basically exactly the same. You I, couldn't I tell so. the difference. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're pretty much. You're gonna exactly get that Nebraska pizza. Yeah, absolutely, the best. That's what they're known for. Pizza, pizza, Nebraska pizza. Because of the water, right? Yeah, the water is great there. They have none. Omaha, <laughs> Omaha steaks. We're only an hour away from Omaha. Yeah, I'm so you're gonna come back weighing three fifty? Yeah, probably somewhere around. That's there, what the yeah. Cornhuskers are, right? Yeah. That's that's why they have all those offensive linemen. I was gonna say they might put me on the O line or D line and get exactly. a couple sacks. So, right. so I'm gonna do a call out to Matt. He's been a great engineer, great person to have on on the ease and we'll miss him but uh okay that's it uh, i'm not a crier I'm, I'm not that kind of guy so let's go into the ease pal <laughs> all right good deal good deal well there's many reasons why we spell ask brian with an e but the first one i always like to begin with e is for education because we try to educate our listeners each week about business and actually it's funny because that was not one of the original e's because you don't know about the original e's but it was not an original e but it became probably the most prominent E because that's what we try to do on the show. Educate. Yes. If we can teach you something about business, then we have succeeded. And if not, too bad. What did Yoda say? <laughs> Yoda's saying was try or try not, there is no try. Yeah, I'm not a big star for do or do not, there is no I just <laughs> I just say failure is not an option, but okay. There you go. And that's the mindset of a lot of our guests here who are entrepreneurs. So it all uh, came full circle there. That's one of the E's though, right? Entrepreneurs. That's, That's correct. correct. Yeah, e is for entrepreneur. We focus on the entrepreneurs. Because most of our listeners are entrepreneurs and business owners. Well, many. <laughs> most. Or have aspirations so. of doing. They may be just be business owners. Just, hey, nothing wrong with it. <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Uh, are you an entrepreneur? Me? Uh, in my own way, I believe everyone's kind of their own entrepreneur. The way you carve out a path in a certain industry. Maybe well, that's not. like saying everybody's a salesperson. Well, you're always selling yourself. <laughs> To be honest, I had to sell myself to you, and now look at you. I mean, I agree with you. I think everybody is a salesperson. If you, if you're an entrepreneur, you better be a salesperson, even if you don't like it. That's for sure. And that's my e tip for the day. Very nice, thank you, Tracy. So then, then we're not going to go over electrifying with you. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> oh no, you can't rob me of that joint. You said you said that was your e for the day. No, I said it was my e tip. E tip. <laughs> yes. Another reason we uh, spell Ask Brian with an E is for experts, because our guests are experts in their field. Well, and what is an expert? Well, 
It takes about 10,000 hours to become an expert in your field, Peter. But we break it down piecemeal. 52 weeks in a year. We'll give you two off for a little vacation. We know how much you love going to Hawaii, Peter. Well, you could go to Tahiti. You don't have to go to Hawaii. <laughs> Tahiti's fine, too. I personally <laughs> I personally want to go to Belfouche. Yeah. Yeah, there South you go. South Dakota, where our guest is from. Yeah. I like Ibiza, personally. But there's 50 weeks in a year, then 40 hours working per week. You do uh, 40 hours times 50 weeks and you get 2000 hours. So it takes about five years to become an expert in the field. But we've said many times here, most entrepreneurs and especially the successful ones are working much more than just 40 hours a week. So then probably it only takes two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. You're working 80 hours a week, right? If you're dedicated to your craft. Well, everyone is dedicated to the craft in order to succeed. Exactly. Although exactly. I, I did read another quote the other day that is, you know, everyone says hard work, hard work, hard work. And that's very, very important to success. But you know what is equally important? What's that? Bring along the right team. Bring along the right people. You can have, you can work 80 hours a week, but if you're just working 80 hours a week, like a gerbil, you know, where are you going to go? And that amps the thing. Right. But if you have the right people and you have the right supplies and the right everything else along, then you can succeed. You yep. need to have a lot more than just hard work. Absolutely. Hard work is very important. It's Absolutely. not the only thing. And that's what Tracy and I are here for you. <laughs> here for me uh, speak for yourself <laughs> no. I'm glad Matt understands now I just have to get Tracy to understand we'll be fine joke society is for experience because experience counts absolutely if you've done something 10 times and you've done something never there's an easier way to do it because you've gone through the tribulations and trials absolutely E is also for enthusiasm, because being enthusiastic leads to excitement. <laughs> yes, that. I didn't have a chance to pull my headset off, but yes, excitement. Neither did our guest, <laughs> who's, now, who's now worried, like, why did I do that? <laughs> yes, and uh, Peter, I understand that you uh, were shopping over at DSW Department Shoe Warehouse earlier this afternoon, and you're size 8 or 9, is it? Well, now he's trying to get into this little little trick that we talk about. Who can fit into whose shoes? Right. And that all goes back to empathy, another E, because being in someone else's shoes helps you to understand your audience, customers, and products and services. But because I have only a size 9 shoe, I can fit into most people's shoes. <laughs> so a size 10, size 12, I can fit into those shoes. Now, if I had to fit into size 6, it would be a problem. Be a little tough. Tight squeeze. So I can empathize with people that have feet that are bigger than mine. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, the last one, uh, you kind of alluded to it. He's for engineering. You can't do the show without an engineer. And I want to thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to work with you. It's been a blast. Very I'll much tip my hat it. to you. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you. And I tip it back to you. And I will also bid you adieu. No, because you haven't done oh. Tracy's favorite. Oh, well, that's usually you <laughs> who cues it up. Grease lightning. Because we are electrifying. There you go. Woohoo! Nice. Very nice. Well, it's been an electrifying <laughs> ride, no doubt about it. And now I will bid you adieu, Peter. And why is that my favorite word? It's because it has one consonant and the rest of the letters are vowels. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Matt. Now we're going to bring on our guest. If she hasn't abandoned the city and said, what did I do? I'm going to be speaking to Bill. I never should have done this, but here we are. Uh, Holly, you there? I am here. Hello, Peter. <laughs> Thank you very much. So you work for something called the Economic Development or Economic Development Department. Or what, what exactly is the name of your, your entity you work with? 
Thank you. Yes, I am uh, the Executive Director for Economic Development Office here in Belfouche, South Dakota. And I've had the pleasure of meeting you in person. You've been here to South Dakota, right yes, here I, in Belfouche. I have, but I try to hide that <laughs> from my viewers. Because <laughs> then I have to explain. What does that mean? What is economic development? What does that mean? Economic development means a lot of things. So I try to boil it down for people and say community development. Ultimately, we were a rural community, western South Dakota, beautiful Black Hills where Mount Rushmore is located. And we help businesses to locate here, businesses who are already here to do expansions. We work with our city and our county to help our community grow and have good plan development. That includes some leadership programs that we have. It includes some housing development we're engaged in. So holistically, it's really just good community planning and community development. So, but it is a governmental agency or, or a separate governmental department or what exactly uh, for our viewers? That, that's a great question. It can be. Our particular organization is not. We're a private nonprofit. We operate autonomously and work very closely with the city and the county. So as it comes to the development in our community and our region. And a couple of questions people have. So what types of things can you do for businesses? A few of those things. The best thing is, I don't know if you remember the old welcome wagon days, but... Um, I actually do. <laughs> do you? Okay, awesome. What a great concept of just embracing people who want to be entrepreneurs, who want to grow their business and be part of a community and helping them make those connections, especially if you move to a new area and you want to open a business, you don't know anyone, you need to you know, line up the right contractors, the right suppliers, and be connected with people in the community who will help to share what you're offering for a product or service. So our role, we work really more with the getting the business established, located, and connecting them with the right people, and then, of course, in a community. Like ours, we have a Chamber of Commerce that helps to do more of the introductions around the business community and get them really ingrained in, you know, who they can connect with for accounting services and that kind of thing. Do you provide any funds or help people get loans in in your capacity? As one of the segments of our organization, we do offer services that include helping people to develop a business plan. You know, as you get started, it's so important to have a plan. And, you know, of course, capital is part of that. And you need to know how much. How much do you need? So helping them to do some revenue projections and work through their financials and really diving in deep so they've thought through everything before they decide this is truly a step they want to take to be in business for themselves because it's not for everybody. It can be tough, you know, especially making sure you can get through those first few years until you're generating that cash flow. So we do offer loans, to answer your question. We do have loan services, and we work with local banks. We like to complement and partner with them. We have revolving loan funds that can do some of that. And then, you know, as a community, we have that. But then beyond that, you know, you have resources regionally and with the state, and it just depends on what the business needs. You know, if there's equipment needs they have or there's programs that can be of help, we can help connect them in that way too. So how are you different on the loan part from the SBA? Well, with revolving loan funds, we can be a lot more flexible. I don't want that to, to sound wrong. I mean, everyone has to be stringent in you know, the guidelines that they're putting forth when they're providing financing. 
but we can be a little more flexible and take on perhaps a little bit more risk than maybe a financial institution would be willing to do. And, and for a lot of businesses, it's just that little extra, you know, bump that they need to be able to get there and start their business. So beyond financing, what else does the department do for businesses? Those are the real foundation pieces, Peter. And if they're looking at a region, and let's say Belfouche isn't quite the fit for them. We live in the Black Hills area, and if we can't help someone to, you know, if they don't feel like Belfouche is just quite the right fit, that we definitely would want them to be within our region. So, again, it's helping them to make those connections. You know, if it's a community that might be 10 or 20 miles from us, we're in a very rural area. So, you know, not like where you are. You know, you may take, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes to drive 8 miles. Um, In 40 minutes, we can go 40 miles here. So commutes are not an issue, and we want to be able to connect them with a neighboring community that may perhaps be a better fit. So we work very closely with our regional partners and our state partners in South Dakota. So are there separate economic development in like Spearfish and in Deadwood and those places that are all in the Black Hills area, or is it they have their own separate ones, or is it just one? There are. There are... I think there's nine others in the Black Hills region, and almost every community in the Black Hills has their own economic development director, and we all work together. We meet every other month as a collective group and do some marketing for our region and also um, kind of education, capacity building. Um, We have some smaller communities, even smaller than us, and some that are bigger, but we all learn from each other. So we do gather every other month and work on the marketing and education. So give us the three most successful companies that you've worked with in economic development over your tenure. Oh, goodness. I don't know if they'd be household names because we're so rural, but I would say we have a very new company in our area that I'm very proud of. They've accomplished quite a bit in a very short amount of time. They're our newest and a good sizable business in our community. I don't know that I can speak to their success yet because they are so new, but I I know that they're going to be very successful. We have, you know, RP Minerals is a really good example of one that located here and is seeing good success. We've got some manufacturers here who chose center of the nation, which is what we're known for, and they're also being very successful. Pipeline Plastics is one. Ring Container is another. Runnings is a, a retail store that we helped to do a major expansion in our community. Great employers. All of them are wonderful employers in our community. Was that the first one? You said there's a new company. You didn't mention that name of that. Is that? Yes. That company is Albany Farms. It's a ramen noodle facility manufacturer, and they're just doing incredible work here in Belfouche. Wow, wow. And of those that you mentioned, which one has been, been around the longest? Obviously, it's not Albany Farms because they just started. But of the They others. just started, yeah. Probably Ring Container has been here the longest. And I'm not going to be able to tell you how many years they've been here. Sorry. It's been quite a while. Well, they they were there when you got here, right? Yes, correct. And you started there, what, about nine years ago? Yes. I've been in, in Bell about nine years ago is when I started in this position. And where were you before Bell Push? I've been in the Black Hills area. Actually, I grew up here, and I went to Arizona to go to college, and then I worked down there for, I don't know, eight or nine years. And I've been back here working in the area. Almost 30 years, Peter. You're starting to figure out my age. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were old enough to drink. 
All right, so um, barely, barely. Me too. So that's interesting. What is the biggest challenge that you've had to deal with? Oh boy, on the community development side, I think it's probably housing, and that may come as a surprise. You know, most of the things helping businesses, that's all been very second nature to me. But being able to find housing so people can live in the community where they work or at least close to it has been one of our top priorities here the last couple of years. So we developed a housing plan and we've been just trying to put better incentives in place so that housing developers would look at Belfouche and consider building here. You know, that's an interesting concept because when I think of rural, I think of, you know, lot land is so easy to, to purchase that it wouldn't be difficult to get housing because, you know, you can just buy an acre of land. It's not going to cost you a million dollars like it does in L.A. and you just, you know, put something up. And yet housing is still an issue even in a rural environment. That's something that I did not know. Did you know that, yeah. Matt? Here's a microphone for you. <laughs> <laughs> Matt says no, too. He said no. <laughs> no. You're correct. It, you wouldn't think it would be an issue. And we do have a lot of land, nice wide open spaces. But we've had an influx of people moving to South Dakota, and it's more contractors. We need some builders to be able to build homes here. There's great parcels that they can build on. We just need the ones that can build the homes. Successfully. <laughs> yes, successfully. All right. Tracy, with who I like to refer to as Miss Pivot, although she's married, so it should be Mrs. Pivot. It sounds like a cartoon character, but then I've been accused of that with my voice before anyway. So I guess I'll... I've been accused a lot worse. I actually won an Addy Award for voiceover animation, and I wasn't even really changing my voice that much, which is kind of scary. Well, you know that um, I can talk like a Southern accent, New York accent, a whole bunch no, of accents. So. Now, you can tell it's like a New Yorker because you are one. You cannot do a Southern accent. Even Don't get me started. Don't compete. But anyway, um, <laughs> you are going to pivot a little bit. and So go ahead. Thank you. Okay. So I would like to pivot, as Peter always points out, that back into your background previously to your current position as a wine distributor in Scottsdale, Arizona, and then also Jason working in general in the media. So what are some of the biggest takeaways just from, I mean, being in an industry that's so competitive, like wine distribution, there probably had to be some really good sales and marketing initiatives that you were a part of or that you learned about or learned from. Thank you, Tracy. That was a really fun part of my life. I really enjoyed being in that (laughs) industry. It was hard to leave, I have to admit. Coming from South Dakota, I was a farm girl. And working with the wineries, I felt a definite connection because they were farmers too. And helping to connect the wineries with the right businesses and pair up their wine lists when I worked in that business was a lot of fun. We got to go up and visit many of the wineries. Of course, they were out in in your neck of the woods, Peter. They were out in California. We were in Napa, Sonoma, and up into the coast. That's a couple of Washington wineries and also carried some international wines. So I went overseas with that as well. That was really the start of where I loved the sales and marketing component. And I just tie that out with I love working with people and helping them to make the right connections. And so we were connecting, you know, the winemakers with the right businesses in Scottsdale and Phoenix, and we were helping them to design their wine lists and pair that with the food that they had in their restaurant or their liquor store. And I just really enjoyed it. I truly love working with people. So I carried that you know, some of that marketing and people experience forward in being in media for 21 years. Here we are again on the radio. I took those people 
skills forward. And when people think of sales and think, boy, that would be so hard, it really isn't. You know, it's all about relationships and building good relationships. And when you're in business, you have to, you know, be committed and you have to follow through. You have to, you know, do the things you say you're going to do. You have to be there for your customers. And I love teaching that and I love mentoring people. And I love sharing that experience with our customers that we worked with. And we started the show today talking about every entrepreneur has to be a salesperson. And obviously not every salesperson is an entrepreneur, but most of the time salespeople do work on incentive-based structure, so they're responsible for what they put into it is what they get out of it. For people who are really challenged by the idea of being in sales, is there something that you could share that would help them feel more motivated to step into that role? I always likened it to, you know, how would you create a friendship? I mean, you, you do an introduction, you find out what their needs are, you know, you find out if there's a good fit, you know, that you have something to offer that they have a need for, and then how you're going to move forward to fulfill that. So it doesn't have to sound like a big, scare, you know, scary, oh my gosh, you're in sales. It isn't. You know, you're in relationships with your customers to help them be better, to help them have the things they need to operate their business. And when you look at it that way, you know, you're there to help. You're there to do a job. You're a big part of their team, and you have to be a good team member. I think that's such good advice. You, you know, I think the same goes true for social media and even podcasting in terms of you're really creating a relationship with the people that are engaging with your content. And you have to think about what's in it for them, not necessarily what's in it for you. And that's the same with sales. Like you're building a relationship over time, and it's that relationship that builds that trust and confidence and then ultimately then leads to the sale. So what about in terms of, in your experience in media, over the course of the last couple decades, I'm sure you've seen a lot of things change in media. How has that impacted the way that you do business or the businesses that you've worked with do business? That's an awesome question. You know, the way we all are able to adapt, because things are always changing, and in the electronic age that we've been in with, the, you know, handheld device that gets you to absolutely anything you need to find in the world, right? Your cell phone, you grow to learn to use the tools that keep evolving to be right there in front of you. It has changed so much, you know. We use computers, but we certainly didn't have cell phones. That's dating me too, back when I started. And using technology is paramount. I mean, and to utilize social media to benefit your business You just have to be doing it in one form or another. You have to be doing it, but it's a great way to be pointing back to your business, what you do, help people to engage with you, and back to, you know, that credibility. I really emphasize this with businesses. You know, don't sell something or do something you're not good at, right? Or don't tell me you do something or promote that you do something and you really don't do it. You have to have that truth in advertising. And, you know, your name is your brand, you know, and if you tarnish that, you have no credibility and it just kills your business. So get out on the right foot, stay on the right foot, stay on track, be honest, be true to your word, follow through, and just take care of people. I think one of the things that I always like to remind people, and I don't think you can hear it enough, is that you have to show up, show up, follow up, and follow through. And the majority of people don't show up, and the ones that show up don't always follow up, and even the ones that follow up don't always follow through. So if you are doing all three of those things, you're already ahead of the curve, right? 
true, Tracy. Yes. It's just being a good person, right? The golden rule, the thing you grew up with, that it should be in our hearts that that's what we want to do. Yes. And again, thinking about what's the value for the customer, what's the value for the listener, what's the value for the consumer, and not necessarily what's the value for you, because if you lead with that, almost always it backfires. (laughs) So true. So true. I wanted to just ask you quickly, what is one of the biggest learning experiences that you've had that's helped you grow? Okay. I think the biggest thing that I've learned that I feel is so important is, you know, all the things that we've already talked about, like you get to that point and it's, you can never tell yourself, I finally arrived. You're never done. You need to keep sharpening yourself. You need to be consistent. So many times people go, oh, well, I'm, I made it. Well, you made it, but now you got to keep it going. Keep reinventing yourself. Keep that edge sharp. That's an excellent point. Along that way, in terms of, you know, you're working with a lot of business owners right now, and the economy is challenging. People are, you know, talking about the word recession a lot. Are there any tips that you could give from the economic development perspective that could help businesses manage during more challenging times? Boy, that's been the name of the game the past few years, hasn't it? Yes. I think it's. When times get tough, it, it forces us to be more resourceful. And you got to look pretty deep inside yourself from time to time. And the last few years have certainly been those types of times. I think we bonded together closer as a community because we were all in this together. We knew, you know, we were in the middle of something that we were going to work our way through it and be survivors together and come out in the end. And I think it actually made some of our businesses stronger. You know, we got back to sometimes you can get to working so isolated and, you know, not like you're working in silos, but, you know, along those lines. And I think people reached out and they got back to, you know, doing more face-to-face coming out of the pandemic, for example. Uh, I think people were a little tired of being cooped up and it regenerated that business climate that I think probably my parents and my grandparents knew. I just, you know... Everything didn't have to be by cell phone or text or a message. They, they really networked. They got out a lot more. I like that aspect of business. I think it's important to be face-to-face. I really am a firm believer that if we're trying to do everything by text and email and you lose that personal touch, that can be the kiss of death, too. You've just got to be available. you got to put yourself out there. you got to be willing to go to those extra things, to volunteer in your community, to give back. You've got to be part of the success that you want to see happen, not depending on others doing it, because that usually means no one's doing it. And I love so many of the things that you're saying and the suggestions that you're making. And and we've all joked amongst each other about our age and being at the phase of we are, we are with our business acumen and our business experience. But I also think that what you're saying is so important and so relevant. But how do you think it applies and what have you experienced in working with some of the younger entrepreneurs who aren't necessarily accustomed to all of this in person? Even before the pandemic, they were really more connected online than they were in person. How do you think it's going to work for them to adapt to some of these more connected opportunities? That's awesome. You know, I've been to some of the seminars that talked about, you know, millennials and the different things that, that people are, are Gen X to Gen Y and 
you know, they're doing everything on their phones. And I, as I meet with the younger people, it's, it's great energy. And I'm finding that a lot of that isn't all that true. They enjoy the personal relationships as much as anyone else. In fact, I find it to be true a little bit more that they do. They're hungry to learn. They're excited about what they're doing. They bring great energy to the community and the business community. And they love volunteering. Like they like to be out and be engaged in what's going on in the town that they choose to live in. So I know that, you know, some of the younger generations, when we're looking at things for our community, we're, we're looking at what do they want to see that they want to raise their families here, for example. Why do you want to be in Belfouche? Why do you want to be in, you know, California? Well, we like the amenities. You know, what kind of parks, what kinds of things for our kids, what kinds of things for our pets? You know, a lot of people have a dog or two, you know. Do you have a great walking bike path? Do you have places they can go get coffee? You know, what are those things looking like in our community? So we've put extra attention to that the past few years to get people out. You know, we brought back our farmer's market. The chamber was very involved in that. And it was so fun to see people gathering around, you know, sharing, you know, honey and vegetables. And then they'd had a, added a pie social. And people were just sitting down enjoying conversation together, you know, having a piece of pie. <laughs> I love wow. that. I love that so much. Okay, well, you've been able to provide us so much good information in today's episode, and I would love it if our listeners could continue the conversation with you in whatever way that you're comfortable in sharing your contact information. How can people get in touch with you? A really nice way to engage with us. I, I know not everyone's on Facebook, for example. It's, it's a pretty big way to reach out here in our region. We do have a Facebook page. It's Belfouche Development Corporation. And Belfouche is not spelled like it sounds. It is actually a French name, Belle Fourche. It is B-E-L-L-E. F is in Frank, O-U-R-C-H-E. So Belfouche Development Corporation on Facebook. You can Google Belfouche Economic Development, and we do also have a website. And on both of those, there's good ways to reach us. Our contact information is listed there. That's fantastic. And if you're listening right now and you're not able to write all of this great information down or there's some tips that we covered that you want to go back and revisit because it really resonated with you, we encourage you to check out the Ask Brian podcast. And, of course, that's spelled A-S-K-B-R-I-E. E-N for an excellent podcast, and you can find the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. That's Apple, Spotify, and all of the other listening platforms, and we would love it if you would download the episode and follow us and check out all of our previous episodes as well. Peter? Thank you, Tracy. So what do you think are the most important roles of the economic development in Belfouche? to business owners, the three top things that you can do in helping businesses would be finance, is that number one, or marketing, or helping them go through government things. What do you think are the top three things that your department can do for entrepreneurs and business people that are looking into uh, Belfouche as a location? Yes, absolutely. I would say helping them with their business plan. Financing is another component of that. You know, people need a place to be, so it's, you know, helping them locate, finding the right fit in the community, building a parcel of land if they're going to build their facility, 
or they want to lease something, we can help make those connections as well. And connecting them with the community, say those are the three, business plan, financing, and connecting them with the community. And are you funded through the government, or, or how, how do you get funded? Thank you. Small percentage is funded by the government, by our city and our county here, and the rest of it is member investment. So we have partners in the community who support our efforts, and we do a, a membership or investment drive every year, and thankfully they're very gracious and they do support our work here. So members of the Belfouche community, they donate money to help you get funded, or...? It's actually, it's a membership, so they can commit at different levels, and based on that level, they also have benefits they receive in return where we help to market their business depending on, you know, which level they're investing at. Um, There's different services that they can take advantage of by being a member with us. And how do you differentiate yourself from something like the Chambers of Commerce? As far as structure or our mission and vision? Mission and vision. I like to explain it this way, Peter. We, we're the help a business get started, you know, the foundation things here. And I see the chamber as once they're established and they're growing, the chamber helps them to really get connected in the community and, and connect them with some of those, you know, business classes. It might be something with human resources or accounting or how to, you know, utilize Square to do online business, things like that. So that's an interesting point you brought up Square, right? That's an online, has nothing to do with the government, and yet you brought that out. So do you have any programs that can help people online? I don't have any that we've developed ourselves, but we do connect with other people in the region who do offer that service. So we'll provide classes that we can do here at our economic development office, and we bring in you know business members, and we work with the chamber to help them get connected to learn about those resources and, and better utilize it for their business. And you said you meet, you know, periodically with other people in the Black Hills community as well as other economic development people. Is there like a, a yearly convention or something where everybody gets together or is that periodically, do you, does the entire group get together or is it just the regional area? You make an excellent point again. So locally we do, we have an annual meeting here within our community Regionally, we also do some training that brings our economic development professionals together as well as city council members and county commissioners. And, of course, our state legislators are invited with that as well, just so we learn how we can do economic development or community development better as a whole. And then we also have a statewide organization that really looks at what do we need to help each of our communities with housing, with business development, with maybe childcare needs, workforce development, and education. And so we work on that at the state level across our state, and that group is, it's called the Economic Development Professionals Association. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. We've run out of time. Thank you very much for listening to the Ask Brian Show, KHS 1220, 98.1 FM. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian Radio Show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.